Hello, everybody, and welcome to 30 Minute Thrive, your go-to podcast for anything and everything HR, powered by MRA, the Management Association. Looking to stay on top of the ever-changing world of HR? MRA has got you covered. We'll be the first to tell you what's hot and what's not. I'm your host, Sophie Bowler, and we are so glad you're here. Now it's time to thrive. In this episode, we're going to be sharing results from a recent MRA Hot Topic survey on emerging leaders so you will be able to identify your emerging leaders in your organization. Speaking of success, today we're joined with one of MRA's emerging leaders to talk about these survey results and get her perspective on the topic. So hi, and welcome back to the podcast, Courtney. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. You know, we've talked a lot with companies recently about emerging leaders, so I think the timing with the Hot Topic survey was perfect and um you know, it's really an exciting topic and it's fun to hear all the cool things that companies are doing with their emerging leaders. Yeah. So excited to share that with you today. For sure. Well, let's first start out by talking about what is an emerging leader? I was joking before, but I do love this question because I think the definition of an emerging leader really depends on your organization and what your goal is with the emerging leader program. Um, there is not a one size fits all in I share a couple examples and one of those is there is one company that uses their emerging leader program to help develop women in their organization. So it's a primarily a male dominated organization. A lot of their leadership is um, male dominated. So they're putting together an emerging leader program to help women grow their leadership skills and develop that way. So I just share that as an example as emerging leaders can be whatever you define it as. Um, But I'll say for MRA's perspective, we've kind of defined it as an individual who's developing and demonstrating those leadership skills and aspire to grow to that next level of leadership. So I think that aspiration is key because not everybody wants to be a leader and that's perfectly fine. So I think, you know, as we talk about it today, I definitely encourage you to think about your organization, your goals, where you're at and where your company is headed and how emerging leaders apply to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like how you said that it can differ from company to company and the example you shared that was cool. So according to the Hot Topic survey, more than half of organizations, 62%, identify emerging leaders. So how do you really know who they are in an organization? Yeah, I think it goes back to defining what emerging leader means for your organization. I definitely encourage you to sit down with your leadership team or whoever is working on this emerging leader program, but to identify what that criteria is of an emerging leader for your organization. Um, Like we said, you know, maybe it's that person that aspires to grow to that next level of leadership. Maybe they have some technical expertise that's important for your company and where you're headed, but really defining that criteria before identifying them, make sure it's an equitable process. So um, I think as important as it is to have those conversations with those emerging leaders, you're also going to have to have some of those tougher conversations with those that maybe want to be an emerging leader, but maybe they're not. So if you have that criteria defined, it helps kind of arm the managers to be able to have those conversations. So like I said, not everyone wants to be a leader and that's okay. So I think it's just important to what does it mean for your organization? Yep. That's a great point. The survey also talked about the top three reasons to identify emerging leaders. And those were career development for high achievers succession planning, and maintaining the culture. So as an emerging leader yourself, Courtney, you've taken on a lot of different projects to learn more. Um, So what kind of inspired you to become 
a leader and be in this leadership role? And what do you hope to achieve as a leader? <laughs> it's a big question. <laughs> a deep question here. Um, well, I don't think I ever was like, I want to be a leader or something. Mm-hmm. I don't th- I don't know. I, I don't think I ever had that light bulb moment or anything like that. But I think just working for an organization that supports our growth and our um, desire to learn the business. Um, I was exposed to a lot of different areas of our business and all of the cool things that our members do. So for me, it really was just a passion for learning and growing, you know, as an individual, as a worker here, and then naturally as a leader. Um, and I would say for myself, I'm, I would say I'm a pretty curious person. So when something comes up, I just tend to ask questions probably sometimes to a fault, but, um, I think over the years, really just taking on those additional responsibilities Mm -hmm. and projects have allowed me to learn a lot about myself. But, you know, as far as end goal type of thing, I don't I don't know if I even have anything to say there. But I think for me, it's really all about the learning and the growing and just, um, you know, being able to help others succeed as well. Mm -hmm. Do you like taking on all these different projects? (laughs) Yeah. You know, I sometimes again, it's a fault. I, I always encourage people to say yes to different projects because I think the more you push yourself out of your comfort zone, the more you're going to learn and grow. But I, yeah, I mean, I've been told that you need to stop saying yes to things, but it has allowed me to kind of, you know, move yeah. throughout my career because, you know, I had a marketing background and although I still do some marketing, I think I've kind of taken a different path, which I think a lot of people do. So um, I wouldn't be able to do that if I hadn't taken on those projects, those maybe stretch projects or ones outside of my department. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For those of you who don't know a little background, Courtney's definitely the type of person to like, you'll go to Courtney for anything, <laughs> like any department, Courtney's like your go-to person. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm happy to help. <laughs> so we talked about finding um, emerging leaders and identif- identifying them. And identifying them often requires a systematic approach. And the survey kind of highlighted this. And the top five criteria included high performers, high potentials, demonstrates motivation and desire to grow in their career, their behavior aligns with organizational values, and they're a team player, which is what you kind of just outlined. But can you kind of start from the beginning talking about you now personally and share how you were identified as a emerging leader and did any of these criteria criteria apply to you? I hope so. Um, no, but in all seriousness, companies do it a little bit differently. But I was just talking to a senior HR group the other week. And I think a lot of companies, when they do it right, they have that criteria in advance and what's important to them as an organization. And then they involve, you know, whether it's your whole leadership team, your executive team, really involving those people and having those conversations. So Um, Our HR friends, you're probably very familiar with the nine box. And I know that is something that our senior team used to identify, you know, our high potentials, our emerging leaders, those Mm -hmm. type of people. And they had a long conversation around where people fit and where they had room to grow. And, you know, people challenged each other. And I think that's what um, is important to have those conversations. And so when you're doing that, um, you know, it really just helps you see and get different perspectives from people. And I think that's what our senior team did. And then for me, it was our senior, my senior manager that um, came to me and shared that, you know, congratulations, you've been selected as an emerging leader. And then we talked a lot about my career path and what skills I wanted to develop. And then, you know, where within the organization I could even go and grow from there. So, you know, I think it's definitely a process and having those conversations is important. And I think even just being able to 
be heard and have someone that can bounce ideas off of is really helpful. You know, I think I I would say I owned a lot of my own professional development. It was something that I was passionate about. But, um, you know, like I said, I want to take this training. I want to develop these skills. But also to have a senior leader that's engaged and cares about you is important. But also for them to be like, you're actually really good at that. But maybe you should think about this. And it's like, okay, well, I didn't even think about that. So again, those conversations is really important. Mm -hmm. You just highlighted training and kind of other opportunities opportunities to grow so there are a lot of opportunities for growth that employers can offer their emerging leaders and from the survey um, we learned that there's external trainings or classes mentoring one-on-one meetings and cross trainings which are helpful for emerging leaders so were any of these kind of helpful for you and as you're an emerging leader now Yeah, I think everything. Um, You know, I think about the ways that we learn and the ways that other companies engage their emerging leaders. And there are so many different ways um, that you can do that. And there's one company I talked to and they have a two year emerging leader program. And, you know, two years seems like a long time to go through something. But when you outline different training classes some technical experience, some shadowing, some mentoring, one on one meetings, honestly, two years, like it's a lot to fit in there if you do a variety of different ways to learn. But I would say for me, I love the hands-on projects. I think that's where I learned the most. But, you know, Emory has a lot of great training classes. Like I took our Principles of Leadership Excellence class. Um, I love assessments too. I um, The StrengthsFinder disc are both great ones. Um, after I took the StrengthsFinder one, I actually met with one of our coaches at Emory and we talked through what my strengths were. And, you know, we were, we were just talking about it again yeah. the other day. And I think it's eye-opening when you talk to somebody else about those results because you know sure you take your strengths and those are your top five strengths but when you talk through it it's like oh but those are actually some of my weaknesses too um but so assessments training coaching um projects i volunteer with um, a nonprofit, and i'm on their associate board so a lot of that really hands-on experience has been the most helpful for me. Mm-hmm. But again, having those conversations with people because people learn differently and they want different avenues to train and to learn and grow. So just having those conversations is important. Mm-hmm. I love taking those assessments too. It's <laughs> fun to find out. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, that totally fits me or, wow, I didn't know that and stuff like that. Yeah, no, for sure. I love assessments. <laughs> um, but more companies are starting emerging leader programs. So what are some ways an, an organization can start their own emerging leader program? Yeah, so usually when I go through this, there's about eight steps. So it's it seems like a lot, but really just starting with why are you even starting an emerging leader program? And you rattled off a couple of reasons from the survey, but a lot of times it's the succession planning. You, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you look out on the floor and, you know, you're top three managers that have been there for 30 years and they they've told you they're going to retire in the next couple of years we see a lot of that um and then retention is the other reason we see a lot is okay we have these high performers and high potentials how are we going to hang on to them so Mm -hmm. i think understanding the why before you build the program is really important and then taking a look at what your company's goals are for the year where you're going over the next couple of years and how that can be started but you know, I think we'll talk about this a little bit, but so once you have all of that stuff thought through and then you identify your emerging leaders, you know, then it's the, so what? So what, so congratulations, Sophie, you're an emerging leader, 
that can't be the end of the conversation. It's what are the next steps? What does the training look like? Um, you know, what is the plan after that? And we always tell companies, it's okay. You don't have to promise anything. If you go through this emerging leader program, you don't, it doesn't mean a promotion. It doesn't mean a pay raise, but there has to be some type of celebration. So, right. you know, there's, there's a lot of different pieces of it, but I think if you think it through from beginning to end, you should be okay. But really just starting with that why is important and what you're and aligning your emerging leader program to your corporate goals. Mm-hmm. So why do some of these programs fail or not succeed right away then? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of companies, when we talk to them, know that this is important. They know that they have to do this and they know if they have these people that they want to stick around, that they have to put some extra time and effort and energy into it. And it's a lot, especially up front. And if you do it right, um, it takes a lot of planning and it's a time investment yeah. and it can it can cost money to go to training and that type of thing. So, you know, I think time everyone we hear, especially in HR, it's to add one more thing to a play, it isn't good. But if you can help develop the program up front, I think mm-hmm. there'll be a lot of long term benefits from it. So, yeah. Um, but I also I always find this kind of funny, too. And I know this is one of the stats in the survey, but a lot of companies don't always tell their emerging leaders that they're selected emerging leaders. And, you know, I think it's all great if your senior team or your executive team goes through and you develop this program and you identify them. But if they don't know about it, how are you going to retain them? I think even just from a recognition standpoint, it's really important to communicate that with them Mm -hmm. um, and being intentional about it. But the other thing, you know, I just want to caution people too. A lot of times emerging leader can be associated with more work, which I think is fine, but you don't want to burn somebody out and mm-hmm. have the opposite of the retention, you know, your retention goal. Adding more work to their plate isn't necessarily a good thing. So yeah. just making sure that we're managing um, that work. And if they take on more, what maybe is coming off that plate? Mm-hmm, for sure. And you just mentioned this, but our survey asked if individuals who are identified as emerging leaders know that they are an emerging leader. And it was almost a 50-50 split, which is kind of crazy. So why do you think that is? Yeah, I always oh, think it's funny, you know, when we're talking with companies and it's totally normal, but mm-hmm. people say like, well, do your emerging leaders know they're emerging leaders? And they're like, oh yeah, of course. And it's like, well, maybe the managers didn't talk to them. I don't know. You know, I haven't followed up. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so much going on and people have so much on their plate. But I think part of it is a little bit of fear. I mean, I think there's tough conversations to be had if there are people that aren't emerging leaders and you're walking down the hallway and, you know, Sophie and my colleagues are in a room because they're selected as emerging leaders. And it's like, okay, well, how do I get to be a part of that? Or I want that. So I think, you know, it... um, it's really important to kind of know that stuff and make sure that managers are, you know, comfortable having those conversations as well. Um, I also think if you don't have a learning plan, um, you know, I think it kind of becomes that so what, like we talked about. So it's congratulations, you're an emerging leader, but if you don't have anything to provide them, it's just kind of like, okay, well, that's nice. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I, like I, I'll just reiterate too, you know, you don't have to promise anything. So if, I think that's another thing is I, when I was talking to that group of senior HR professionals, they had kind of asked like, okay, you identify them, they go through all this training, then what? I think a lot of times people are like, well, I did everything, I should be promoted now. And, you know, if you can build out those steps within a career, I think that's really nice. And it's something yeah. that they can see right away. But, 
you don't have to promise anything, but you do have to acknowledge it because they did a lot of work and they were selected and you're trying to retain them, but you don't have to promise anything is something I'll keep reiterating because somebody might even go through the program and maybe you find out they were an emerging leader, but maybe leadership isn't for them and that's okay. Yep, that's a good point. So do you think it was to your advantage to um, know and be identified as an emerging leader early on? Yeah, I think so. I mean, from a recognition standpoint, it's just, it was, to be honest, I was kind of shocked. I was like, I didn't even know that half the senior team even knew who I was, but the visibility and being able to just be recognized for your work, for me personally, the the recognition motivates me. So mm-hmm. I think it's helpful. And I think, again, if retention is part of your goal with it, if they don't know that you recognize them and the work and the potential they have, I mean, how would they know? So exactly. I, I personally believe in yep. sharing that with them. I don't see a lot of harm in it, especially, again, if your managers are ready to have those tough conversations with those that may not have been selected. Mm-hmm, exactly. So moving on to a little different direction there, what do you think some of the most pressing issues are that leaders are facing today and how do you approach them? Yeah, you know, I think um, there's a lot, I yeah. think, going on. And I think we just had a great HR conference a couple weeks ago and our keynote speaker talked a lot about, you know, mental wellness and mm-hmm. um, your ind- caring about the individual, um, yeah. you know, outside of work and at work. And I think there's a lot to balance there. And I think that can be hard for leaders to um, kind of manage. But I yeah. think, you know, for me, it's always about just putting the people first and mm-hmm. caring about them as an individual and, um, you know, really that people first mindset. But I think, you know, there's a change management. There's a ton of change going on right now. And when I facilitate an emerging leader roundtable and we talk about change almost every single month just because there's so much going on and people handle change differently. So, you know, bringing everyone on your team along is always a challenge. But I think communication is so important, too. And I think those go hand in hand. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think communication can be a challenge, too, because you know we we have a um like a subcommittee working on communication for our employee resource group and you know the group all gets together and we're like well we already get so many emails at our our crm system you know we already get so many notifications and so it's like okay where is the best place and then we have you know five different states and offices that we're communicating through so you don't have all of your team in one place and some people are at members and hybrid so the communication is a challenge too for everyone but you know i think um just kind of being that people first mindset is what I try to put first. Absolutely. And you mentioned that you talk a lot about change um, very often. So how do you stay up to date on emerging trends and technologies in the industry? And how do you use that knowledge to really drive the leadership strategy? Yeah. And that's a good question. I think the cool thing about being an employer association and working at Emory is we get to work with so many companies. So it's, I always really enjoy just hearing what you know, what they're going through and the cool things that they're doing. So I think, you know, we we talk a lot about, you know, member being member centric. It's one of our values. And I think the nice thing here is everyone's really passionate about that and truly listens to our members. So I think that's huge. Um, I facilitate an emerging leader roundtable. So I get together with about 12 other leaders on a monthly basis. Um, you know, we manage the intern leadership program with our members. So again, being able to talk to that next generation of leaders and just hearing what's on their minds. Um, and then, I mean, I I also volunteer at, and I serve on a board. So, you know, you're just talking with other leaders all across yeah. um, industries and across the Midwest. And 
um, the EAA, our Employer Associations of America. So our sister associations, they're doing a lot of great work with their members too. So I think really it's just that networking and asking questions and just really listening probably more mm-hmm. than more than talking is how I try to stay up to date. For sure. Well, to close out the episode, do you have any last pieces of advice that you could give emerging leaders who are really just starting out in their careers or have just been identified as an emerging leader? Yeah, I think, you know, when I look back at, you know, where I started and how I got here, and I think a lot of the credit goes to the mentors and the sponsors that I've had. And Mm -hmm. if you haven't heard of sponsor, it's really that person that says your name in a room full of opportunities. And it's, you know, you're sitting there and maybe it's a senior level person and they're like, Sophie could handle this project or Sophie should work on this project. And who are who is that person that's saying your name when there's opportunities that arise? And I'm really grateful for the mentors and the sponsors that I've had. Um, but I do like I honestly really think getting involved in volunteering to do work and projects and just raising your hand. I think, you know, I talked a little bit about earlier about how I tried to own my own my own professional development. So mm-hmm. um you know, if your manager is not coming up to you and saying you should do this or this, I think it's okay to go back to them and say, I'd like to do this and here's why. Um, And then you can do stuff on your own time too. Like I said, I volunteer on the board and um, that's specifically just for my own growth and because I want to be involved in the community, but you can do that on your own time as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's great ending advice. (laughs) Thank you. The last thing I would say is push yourself to do things that you're not comfortable doing because I think as a leader and just as a, a professional, the more you push yourself and try new things, the more you'll learn a lot about yourself, too. Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, thank you for being on the podcast again and really sharing your expertise on emerging leaders and your personal experience of being one, too. So to our listeners, I would encourage you to like, share this episode, um, leave a comment or review, and consider joining MRA if you aren't a member already. Again, we have all the resources in the show notes below including Courtney's LinkedIn profile and bio so you can get in touch with her. Otherwise, thank you for tuning in and thanks again, Courtney. We'll see you next week. Thanks for having me. And that wraps up our content for this episode. Be sure to reference the show notes where you can sign up to connect for more podcast updates. Check out other MRA episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And as always, make sure to follow MRA's 30-Minute Thrive so you don't miss out. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next Wednesday to carry on the HR conversation.